Welcome back. back to the Slutpreneur Podcast. You're listening to two sluts who like to make money. I'm Anna D, the professional goddess, here to give you a sneak peek inside my life as a girl boss, mentor, retired cam girl and stripper, viral TikToker, and top performing OnlyFans creator. I share the ups and downs of running my multi-million dollar businesses and the fucked up road to riches. And I'm Liz, the other brain behind the professional goddess and the bitch that keeps shit running. Get ready to hear about all the behind-the-scene moments at the mothership, what it's really like to work with the professional goddess, and just exactly how we turn out viral content that leaves you throbbing. So come take a peek inside our pleasure chest of everything sexy, slutty, and business for our hustle and honeys. So whether you're a beginner slut or a retired hoe, or just a bad bitch here for the tea, we've got something for you. And after a decade of experience creating a female-ran empire, and all the lessons learned climbing up the corporate ladder. We welcome you on our journey to the slutty path to success. So grab your notes, put on your crown, and And let's get get down down to fucking business. Well, let's introduce the lovely Marie to the show. She is a 29-year-old Aries Venezuelan model, entrepreneur, pole dancer, OnlyFans creator. She is the owner of the Slutty Crystal Shop and proud dog mom living her best life in Vienna, Austria, where sex work is now legal. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Sex work is legal. That's correct. Holy shit. I have my co-host Liz with me as well. If you guys haven't met yet, I think you might've been communicating via email. We've been chit-chatting a little bit. So welcome, welcome. So what the fuck happened? Like when did the law change and how is the the country reacting? Because we are jealous. <laughs> so, it, so it was in 1873, everything changed. So there was a famous street here in Vienna where all the sex workers would go to the street and you stand there until customers will come by with their cars. Of course, in that time when they were doing that, that was illegal. So uh, pretty much the government decided to make sex work legal because they will make a lot of taxes out of it. And they were right. So <laughs> True. That's fair. Everybody's got to get their cut. Yes. Yeah, so since, yeah, since 1873, uh, sex work, uh, prostitution, pole dancers, street clubs, uh, sex houses are all legal in Austria, all of Austria. And yeah, the government gets a cut of every sex worker, dancer, whatever. So how how recent was this? I heard you say 1873. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's, yeah, I don't. I don't think this was a recent change. They've been living. They've been. So it's always been. It's always been legal there. Or may. Okay, hold on. I think Australia is the one. Let me see. Is sex work legal in yes, Australia? I, be- I believe you might be switching Australia and Austria in your mind. <laughs> no, <laughs> she doesn't know her geometry. You know your A's. <laughs> so, do you feel like with it being? legal that the customers are a lot more respectful or is it the opposite yeah well for me and i and i always talk about this with all my friends and everybody for me all the sex work related stuff that i do i feel that men are way more educated way more nicer than me like through my only fans or or me working as an escort than when i go clubbing 
and you get like touched by men in the crowd, like no, mm-hmm. like that's a big no for me. I think yeah, I think men, but I think this this men and boys because they're also very young people in this business. I think they're educated about it, and I think it's because they've been hiring escorts for a long time and they know how how's the drill how does it work i see you do only fans but do you work in sex clubs as well like what's your what's your portfolio of sex work essentially yeah so i did work in um i worked as a stripper for two weeks <laughs> for two weeks in a supposed to be high class club here in vienna and it was supposed to be high class and it was also a sex house. So I was doing both. I was doing stripper, like just dancing in the club and being with customers. But after two weeks, I realized that the owners were just taking advantage of the girls that didn't have papers, that they were doing like illegal work. Mm-hmm. And they were paying paying us where it was from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m., 70 euros. Yeah, seventy euro. It's like sixty five dollars. Sixty five dollars to work yeah. a night shift. Absolutely not. Yeah, Ooh, from seven p.m. till five a.m. And once I discovered this, I knew everything they were doing was illegal. Like I even make a lot of videos talking about this club, and I talk all my friends to like post the video everywhere, so everybody will know they are paying illegal workers there, and these workers are being underpaid. Wow. Well, and to reiterate, the internet has told me that for about four months now, it's uh, sex works now free to operate in Victoria in Australia, so that that is where the big news came from. No, it, it was. <laughs> I got, it was my, got my locations a little spotsy. <laughs> so tell me about the sex house experience, because that's one thing, I've never been an escort, and it's still, I'm so intrigued by that process like are they supplying condoms is it pay by the hour do you get to pick the customer do you get to say no so yeah so in this uh club where i worked two weeks i had two clients that they so they that you go into the club and it goes and it looks like a street club and then in the back they had very beautiful uh bedrooms with showers inside, towels, everything very clean, condoms, lubricant, uh, a television, like, like yeah, like just like a nice hotel room. Okay. Every client was paying the club, so they pay per hour. And if they wanted to spend one hour with a girl doing like set stuff, they have to pay 400 euro. That's around $389 per hour. And the girl, then the club will pay half of this to the girl. So like $220. Is that good money there? Well, per hour, I will say yes. And the problem was that, yeah, that most of the girls that were working there were illegal workers. So they were, I think, getting most of the clients. Yeah, I will say it was good money, but the club wasn't very nice. Like the owners, they do not care for the girls if the girls are having an okay time or not. And yeah, I'm just all against it when like and like here in Vienna, like the police even tells you when you go to register the police station, they even tell you you don't have to do anything you don't wanna do. And this is our number, call us if anything goes wrong. And yeah, so I, I just felt like after one week there, I felt like there was something off. And I said, no, I just cannot work in a place like this. And so I quit after like two weeks. 
No, that definitely makes sense. I, I want to wrap back to the police because on Instagram, we, we asked all of our slutchpreneurs, we let them know that we were interviewing you. Yeah. And we asked what questions they had. And one of them was actually about the police. And they essentially wanted to know if, let's see, where is it? Do you feel comfortable going to the police if you feel threatened or if a situation goes wrong? And do they also have the correct resources to help you? Oh, yes. Like, actually, so here in Vienna to become a legal sex worker, escort, or exotic dancer, first you have to go to a police station in the city center. You go there and you say that you want to become a sex worker or exotic dancer. You have to pay uh, 45 euro. This is like $35. Bring a photo of you, then your passport. And if you're not European, you have to bring your visa. And then they give you a blue paper from the police station saying that you are now a legal sex worker. When they do this and you get this blue paper... Then you have to go to uh, another office where you're going to sit down with a social worker just pretty much talks to you about if somebody make you working like this or is it really you, like they really take care. And then we have also like the free health um, insurance because you have to get checked every two to three weeks and that's in the same uh, building as this. And then they give you a paper with police phone number. And this is, this is a number only for sex workers. Like, by example, if I'm with a client and the client doesn't want to pay me, I can call the police and they will come and make the client pay me. Wow. So you they, they make sure that you are doing this on your own free will and you're not having someone force you. They make sure that you are getting tested and provide the free health insurance for you to get tested. Yeah. And... They have their own direct line and resource open for you if you were ever in an emergency situation. Yes. Oh, sorry, I'm over here flipping the table. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Do you have to work under somebody or can you? could you still be like a freelancer? So if someone comes to your house and doesn't pay you? I did uh, freelance. I went solo during the lockdown in Vienna. This lasted like around two years. Mm-hmm. The thing about being freelance is that you have to do everything by yourself. Like talking to the client, fixing the appointments, time, the money, the transportation, the location, everything. So I work, actually, I have an agency. I work for two agencies and I don't have to do any of this. They just call me and they say, you have a client at APM, be ready. The driver, we have our own driver. He comes, picks me up, uh, takes me to the place, waits for me outside and yeah. The agency knows where I am, with who I am, and all of this. So this is this is very like like a job in your eyes. Like they're saying, you have a client eight o'clock. Do do you get just like your heart drop? Do you get excited? Because I feel like someone there's the type of person that want would be like selective with the type of client. But are you just like it's a job? I just see them with no face. Well, or have you told the agency, like, these are my no's or like, this is, this is, I don't want to do this type of thing. Well, I've been doing this for four years now. And I only, so when you go and meet the client, if you don't like the client, you don't have to stay. You can go. And I only left two times. Once because it was a private home and I went in and it was so dirty 
and I thought, oh my God, his place is this dirty. I cannot even imagine. Like, he obviously is not healthy. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I don't stay here. And I told the client, listen, I think you're nice, but I'm not going to stay. Have a nice evening. Bye. And I left. Then the second time was a guy was in a very nice hotel. And he just from the beginning was a straight route. He like he wanted to do anal and I don't do anal. And I said from the beginning, I don't do anal. These are my services, this and this and this. And he was like, no, you are going to do what I told you to do. And I was like, dude, Mm-mm. but. <laughs> so have you ever had to call the police at all? No, never. Okay. I only left these two times and I didn't have any problem. Like I took my bag, uh, I put my shoes on and I left. Do you know if the agency will kind of like red flag a customer at all? Oh, if yes. They are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they do that all the time. Even myself sometimes, like like these two guys that I met, I told my boss, this guy like blocked him because he's super dirty and I'm pretty sure he's sick or something. And she like they block and they like put they really make sure that you don't meet these clients and these clients are not allowed to call the agency again. So do you have any girlfriends that do this line of work with you as well? Like, do you have any community? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Are, we have a very nice but small community. So um, there is my one of my best friends. She's Austrian, blonde. She's also been doing score for like three years. And actually, we became friends because of the agency. That's cool. how we, we, uh, we had the same driver that night. And we just like, once we started talking, we became friends very quickly. Yeah. What advice would you give someone in Austria if they had never done this before and they are feeling really inspired and want to just hop right in? What would be something you would tell them based on your experience? Yeah. So I do get a lot of messages on Instagram about girls asking me how to become an escort in Vienna. And girls that are interested, and I always say the same. First, when you start, you should start with that agency. Why with agency? Because it's the safe way. You are going to be safe. Your boss knows where you are, with who you are. And like when you're like at the appointment, you have to have your phone on you because they will be checking on you. And if you don't answer back, like the driver will come right away to knock at the door. I love that. Yeah, so and I always I always tell all the girls, first start with the agency. And I always tell the girls, even if you don't like it, you can try it for one week and then decide what you want to do. Like one of the girls uh, from a old dance studio, she asked me like a year ago, like she wanted to do some escort and I told her, I was very honest. Like she asked me if the clients were hot clients. And I was like, listen, it's like 50-50. They mm-hmm. are very old guys, like, no kidding, like, 70 years old, 75, 60, 65, like, grandpas. And then there are, like, the middle clients who are, like, 25 plus, 28, 30, 35, 40. And then there are the very young clients that are turning 18, 19, and it's, like, a birthday for themselves. <laughs> it's, like, a birthday present for them, yeah. So who who is your dream client? Uh, honestly, any client who is 40 plus until like 55 between that age, because mm-hmm. they are very mature, very educated. They, you can have a very nice talk with them about absolutely anything. 
they're, they're normally they're very intelligent people. So yeah. Do you ever feel the desire to get their number after an experience or connect with them further? Well, my I met my boyfriend. He was a client. Now we are three years together. Hey. Oh my God, that's so cool. How was that? How that come? <laughs> no, do do tell. Jump into it. I, that is so intriguing. I mean, I met my I met my husband at the strip club. So <laughs> relatable. So it was the first year I started doing escort. It was like at the end of the year, I remember. And my boss calls me and tells me, you have a client at this time, please be ready. Okay. I got ready. I went to a hotel. I knock on the door and this very handsome guy, I was thinking maybe 45, 48, opened the door. He's like wearing glasses, very tall. Yeah, just like just my type. I was say she did say this age range. So yes. if it right, fits right in there. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it was funny because he was watching um, the tennis tournament and he was just talking the whole time. And he, and I was on my mind, is this guy going to talk the whole time or are we going to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> time is money. <laughs> no, because I was like, I, I did want to like fuck with him, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we did. And then, yeah, then I left. He came back to Vienna a couple times and we keep meeting. And I think on our fourth or third meeting, he told me like he started to have feeling for me and that if he can have my number. And I was like, yes, <laughs> have it. Call me, FaceTime me, anything, anytime. Yeah. And after that, every time he travels for meetings or something, I will like join him. And then it was funny because at the beginning he will have his own room in the hotel and I will have my own room. And then I remember we were in Berlin and he was in my room. And then I told him I wanted to stay the night with me. Like I want to cuddle and stuff. And he was like, mm-hmm. me too. I want to spend the night with you too. And then since then. He so was-, was he like, do I need to pay? Or <laughs> were you like, this is free of charge? No, after we started traveling and we became like a, couple like no he didn't pay anymore and I didn't ask him to because yeah we became very close with each other did you ever have any impression that he was he was or is seeing other girls because that is how you met I know uh, actually not at all so we have an open relationship because I'm an escort obviously but no he's not seeing anybody he's just very busy with work he has two kids yeah he only travels for work and and that's it so how do you navigate having that openness with the work you do? Does he ask you to share about your experiences? Or- um, actually, yeah, we are actually very funny about it. Like, so by example, like sometimes I go and meet a client and they have like a mini dick. <laughs> <laughs> mini then, when dick. Back, then when I come back home, I always write my boyfriend like, you won't imagine how minimal <laughs> was this dick. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so like I always tell him like what happens or also like when it's a big dick and like oh my god it, that was huge like I'm in pain like or oh. like <laughs> do you ever have sex with him after work or are the, do you have any guidelines when it comes to that or is it just very carefree well not really because when we are together we just want to spend time with each other so I don't work and he doesn't work because he, he, lives, he, so he lives in Switzerland and I live in Austria. 
So when we see each other, we try to really like take all the all the time that we have for ourselves. So what's the public stigma around being a sex worker? If you were to get go off to a different career, are certain jobs going to shame you for being a sex worker or are people really judgy about it or is it more embraced there? Yeah, for me, I actually, all my friends know what I do. And actually, my friends are very supportive of what I do. They always care and they do take the time to like spend time with me sometimes. And when we like go out for dinner or something, everybody's like very supportive. I tell them like funny stories about clients. That's it. But it did happen to me just last week. I was doing what was it? So I'm writing a cookbook at the moment. Oh, cool. Yeah. And the guy that is taking the photos for the recipes told me, aren't you afraid that people is not going to take you serious because you are an escort? And I, and I was like, excuse me? Like, what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, uh, why would I have to feel bad about it? And why would people won't take me seriously? Like, what are you saying? And he was like, yeah, like, aren't, aren't you afraid your uh, face is going to be on a book on Amazon and then everybody will see that it's you, the escort? And I was like, mm, I think I'm going to get another photographer. Correct. Yeah, he has mini dick energy. <laughs> I would have gotten a stiletto to the face. Small dick complex, I call that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's funny when, when people, you know, just outright have that perception, it's always like a fun game for me. I'm like, here's an opportunity for me. Like, do I have the energy today to attempt to educate them and change their mind? Or like, you kind of have to navigate how much ignorance they have. I like public shaming. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I love public shaming like every time something happens to me like this a street club sets out where I was working I went on and on on my TikTok on my Instagram so everybody in Austria will know and even the owner wrote me and I remember he wrote me Marie you're making this bigger than it already is so I'm gonna ask you to stop or else oh, oh. <laughs> the or else and I wrote him or else what like tell me what because No, because I'm from Venezuela. I had guns pointed to my head many times. I was like pretty much kidnapped, raped. Uh, So when he wrote me or else, I was like, or else. Try me, bitch. I was like, or else what? Because I'm not afraid of a small, because he is small as fuck and he's bald. And I was like, I'm not afraid of you. Like, No. I love that energy about you. I think there's so much power from when you've been broken because it's like, what do I have to fear? I've already been afraid. Like, oh, I've yeah. handled much worse than you yeah. this week. That and also that I have nothing to lose, literally. So... No, that that's fair. I th- think the most dangerous people are the ones who have nothing to lose. You have to be careful with them. They're ready. They're always ready. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only thing that will hurt my soul in some way will be anything to do with my dog, Sammy. He's a pug. But besides anything else, I, I literally have nothing to lose. So if I have to run over somebody, I will. Because... <laughs> They'll just have your puppy in your lap as you drive away. <laughs> the, the Aries energy. <laughs> 
Always carry in case there's cake. Bladesforbabes.com products are intended to protect you while also being cute as fuck. You know what makes me feel safe? Carrying a taser and a fucking switchblade on my way to my car at night. I've had too many friends go through too many bad situations. There's no excuse not to protect yourself because you never know what the fuck's gonna happen. And personally, I'd always rather be safe than sorry. I believe there are layers of protection you can add to your daily routine, and Blades for Babes has so many options from beginner tools to expert defense items. Whether you just started your collection or just need something pretty to open your packages with, we have something in store for you. Hand-packaged by my stellar team, we infuse every knife order with bad bitch vibes guaranteed. Stay safe and sexy at bladesforbabes.com. Well, hold on, Queen. You do have a whole business, I see. I was looking at your Slutty Crystals website. So when did you start that hustle? And how is it keeping up with having you know mul- multiple incomes now? Yeah, so... A year ago, and actually, I'm not joking when I say this, you pretty much inspired me to open my online shop. Oh, good vote. You inspired the slutty crystal. <laughs> that <laughs> makes sense. Well, I have to say, I fucking love the name, and congratulations yeah. on just going for it. I named it slutty crystal because I got the money from my OnlyFans, and I said, yes. slutty money, so... Slutty money! The best type of money. yes that's so empowering how did you navigate like okay so you have the idea I'm assuming you like crystals like what what made you take that leap and what did you find yourself in a lot of roadblocks when you started and how did you have the courage to overcome those yes I pretty much I started because I'm a very spiritual person so and I buy crystals oh I try to buy crystals often and here in Vienna in Austria there are like maybe in Vienna, there are like maybe two, three shops where they sell crystals way overpriced and they never had the crystal that I was looking for. So I came to the idea that I actually should open an online shop because there, there is the people who's looking to buy crystals in Austria. They just don't find where. So I found a few wholesalers from South America. They sent me some crystals. It took me like two weeks to make the web, uh, the web page, uh, take the photos, put it on, then make a TikTok account about talking me, talking about crystals and stuff. Yes. And that's how it pretty much went. <laughs> she made a damn shop in two weeks. You, you make it sound so easy. Was there was there any time when you were like, this is too much? Or, or were you like, this is actually pretty it's easy? Like, <laughs> no, yes. When... when because first I started just with the Instagram and I was selling the, in- the crystals on Instagram. But I did saw like clients don't really want to talk to anybody. They just want to buy, check out, pay, and that's it. And receive Same. the package. So then I came to the idea like I really need to open up. I really need to make a website. So first I started uh, researching where do I make this website, you know. Mm-hmm. Then I came to the conclusion that I will do it with uh, wits. So, yeah, so I started, like, selecting the colors, like, all that. And there were many points in these two weeks that I was like, fuck this shit, I'm done. Fair, very fair. That's usually how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We gotta have a few rounds of that. And besides that, I was also scammed by a guy that was supposed to make my web, uh, my website, but he did not. 
No. Small debt complex. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad because so I, I met the, this guy through a photographer that I work with for OnlyFans. And I'm telling him I'm very stressed because I'm having like a difficult time making this website. And he goes like, oh, but here's the number of our friend. He designs websites. Uh, give him a call. And I'm like, well, if he's going to make it fast, why not? Like to finish this fast, you know? Yeah, it makes sense to outsource if it's something that's taking you too much time and isn't in your wheelhouse. I did also call him because the photographer told me he not, he knew him. So I was like, he should be like legit at, at least. I don't know. And then he came to my place. He brought his computer and then, like, we were going through some stuff. And then he started asking me, like, very weird questions. Like, uh, so do you know who is your niche? What's your niche? What's your audience? Uh, what is this? What is that? And I said, like, no, like, I'm just doing the website right now. And then he actually made me feel bad that I didn't have a business plan or anything. Like, he, he made me look like, a, like I'm stupid. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Like, you were hired for one job. Yeah, I didn't ask you to consult me on my business. I didn't hire him to tell me shit. I hired him to make a website and be done with it. And then I had a client at that, at that same time. He was here at my place. My boss called me and told me, you, are, you have a client in two hours. Please get ready. And then I tell him, I'm going to get ready because I need to go for work. And then he's like, what kind of work? Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I'm an escort, this and that. And then he was like, can I stay and wash you while you get ready? Oh. Mm-mm. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Whatever. And while I was getting ready, he was asking like 1,000 questions, like sex related. At that point, I have already given like, flag. like 80 euro because that's what he asked for in advance before making the website. Then he left and I went and met my client. When I came back home, then I felt very bad about it and I wrote him and I said listen I don't think this is gonna work I don't need your services anymore you can transfer me the 80 euros back on my paypal and then he goes and writes spring is in the air lovelies and with it comes a fresh wave of energy blossoming flowers and endless possibilities but you know what puts an extra skip in my step? My fabulous partners at Viahem. Trusted by a whopping 250,000 plus goddesses just like you, Viahem's products are just like a magical wellness wand in a bottle. Feeling a bit frazzled after a hectic day? Cue the Via gummies for instant relaxation. Battling stress and anxiety? Don't worry, there's a gummy for that too. And for those intimate moments, Via has concocted something truly special. High Love Gummies, infused with pleasure-boosting cannabinoids, libido-reviving herbs, and just the right touch of THC, these gummies are your ticket to an electrifying experience between the sheets. But wait, there's more. Via offers an array of other gummies, with or without THC, catering to every goddess's needs. Whether you prefer a subtle 2mg dose or a bolder 50mg kick, 
Viya has your back. From improving sleep to sharpening focus or aiding in recovery, there's a gummy for every occasion. And the cherry on top? You can easily browse and shop their collection online, categorized by strength and effect. And here's the best part, darling. Viya ships discreetly to all 50 states, right to your doorstep. No medical card needed. So go ahead, indulge in a little self-care spree with Viya Hemp because you deserve nothing but the best goddess. Head over to viahemp.com and use code goddess to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. 21 and up only. That's viahemp, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com and use code goddess at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. Now back to the show. It's no, I'm not going to give you your ID euros back. Did you open a PayPal case? Uh, no, because I gave him the money in cash when he was oh, here on my I face. Mm, I see, I see. Because that was, that was before he got all weird, you know? <laughs> well, the website looks lovely. I'm obsessed with the goddess carvings and the opal mushrooms. They're beautiful. I would have one suggestion. I don't know if Wix can do a currency converter, possibly, yeah. so that your worldwide customers could see prices in their um, currency. It's just... a easy way to convert people to check out a little bit faster i see this Thank i see God. the symbol for something else and then my brain you're goes you're <laughs> <laughs> you think i would have an, an, some intelligence today you, yeah <laughs> we're recovering <laughs> it's okay so there, there's moments it's it's like am i gonna be street smart today or book smart i can't do both that's okay <laughs> That's okay. I, I always try to help balance whatever side it is. <laughs> is that a yarrow? It's a cute little yarrow sign. No, it's adorable. And your photos look amazing. I love the whole vibe of this. I'm checking out like your blog right now about shamanic experiences. Have you ever been to a shaman? Uh, yes, I've been. So, you know, I'm from South America and we are very like, it's funny because all South America is Catholic. But also everybody goes to witches and shamans and, you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, I have some experience with that as well. Have you ever done, like, the ayahuasca or any, like, psychedelics? No, I, I, I wouldn't dare. I'm a, I'm a chicken in when it comes to this kind of thing. <laughs> when it comes to drugs, I'm, I'm, I'm a chicken. Because I when I was 18 in university, I smoke somebody's joint or I don't know what was it and I had a very very bad trip oh no sounds like it was laced yeah and since since that I told myself I will never do drugs in my life so when you are having an appointment with a client do you like have any alcohol or are you pretty straight edge and keep it clean sometimes I do have a drink with the client but I always take care that they open the bottle right in front of me. Yes. <laughs> like when they when I see that they have the open bottle and glasses, I said, no, thank you. I don't drink alcohol or whatever. Pour that shit out. What other safety precautions do you take when you're in the room? If your back's turned to them or do you take protection with you? Like a- the, the tips to help in-person experiences versus just yeah. online. Well, I always had an alarm with me all the time, which is very loud. 
And now since a couple months, I bought like 10 pepper sprays. Yes. And, I put, and I put one pepper spray in each bag. But this was because me and this girl, the other girl that is an escort, we were in a festival and we got attacked, physically attacked by a group of women because of the way we were uh, dressed. Jesus Christ. I'd pepper spray them too. Yeah, so since after that, that we got attacked, I decided to buy pepper spray. But because of them, not because of my clients. Normally, my clients are very, very nice guys. They do interest in your well-being. And even many, many times when I go to a job, at the beginning, the client always asks me, you're doing this because you want to, right? Not because somebody's making you, right? Love that. We love when the clients are like good and give a shit. So does the agency screen the clients at all, like a background check or anything? I think they do. And I do think the agency, they have these clients that have been like lifetime clients and they have like all this info. I have clients that I know for three years, like I know all their life. I know their kids, their grandkids, their first wife, second wife. The girlfriend. <laughs> I know everything about these clients. So do you ever do any like threesomes or orgies? Uh, yes, I do. Ooh. I do also take couples. Um, you have to pay more than the normal price. Uh, but I love uh, meeting with couples because it's so much fun. And you won't imagine, I think I have met with, in these four years, I think maybe 10 couples. And all these couples have been, like, the woman was hot as hell, and the guy, hot, hot, hot. So it was fun in every way. Love that. So tell me about the couple experience. Do you have this routine in your head, or is it kind of different per couple to kind of loosen them up, make them comfortable? Do you, does the guy, like, watch a little bit? You know, how do you make that experience flourish for them it is different to every couple so i just have them separate into groups there are the couples when i arrive and the woman is the boss you can see right away and she tells me hi nice to meet you listen we have these rules like you (laughs) that would be me i would be the one that would speak first in the situation (laughs) enter the room when the woman goes like so we have these rules (laughs) I love that. I love that, though. It probably makes it easy for you to have like a constructed idea of what to do. Clear communication. Easier for everybody. Easier for me, for the guy and for her. Yeah. So there's this couple that they have their rules. And then the other side are these couples that are just trying something new. They are lost. They don't know what are they doing. So then I have to be the boss. But I love I love both groups either way. Oh, I love that. Are there times where the guy's having trouble getting it up? Like, do you have like a backup plan or? In the couples, no. With I never had a, a problem with the guy getting up. Uh, with clients, uh, yes, all the time. Many clients cannot get hard. But honestly, I see this as a plus. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know it sounds bad, but then it's just easy money because I have to do absolutely nothing, you know? Where do you go with that? Are you like, would you like a massage instead? Or do you kind of give them some extra love? So it always happens that once you see it's not happening, 
then I always go like, oh, no, don't worry about it. It happens. And then I'm like, maybe you drink too much today. It happens when people drink alcohol. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, I drink too much. Obviously, obviously they didn't drink, but I just say this so they feel okay with it. Because, you know, they get the whiskey dick. Yeah, so you know, you know, men are weak and yeah, it's just the way it is. And then we just like either sit down and talk or I offer them a massage or they give me a massage or I show them videos and photos of my dog also. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about any like kinks or fetishes. Have you done any sessions like foot play or any dominatrixing? Uh, Foot play. Yes, always. Guys, they love coming on my feet. I don't know why. So I have very small feet. I'm size 36. Sits. Okay, I think I think that's like a, a six. Here. Yeah, that's a sit. So it's very small. The clients they always say your feet are so cute. <laughs> that's your. Aren't you six or are you seven? Six and a half. Six and a half. Also, what else? Uh, peeing on clients very normal. They also pee on me. Also very normal fetish. Do they ever pee in your mouth? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of your limits or do they just not like to pee in your mouth? Um, yeah, I think it will be one of my limits, but maybe I will like it. I don't know. I never say no until I try it because if I try and I see that I don't like it, then I know. So it hasn't happened. So I don't know if I will like it or not. I have to say, I kind of like it when clients pee on me. <laughs> no, it's it definitely, I mean, that gets me going a little bit, even if it's in the shower. I'm like, come on, tar- target it a little closer a little, to a little warm, <laughs> A little warm tingle. What else? Uh, come on my face. I don't know. Many clients, they always want to come on my face. I don't know what's the deal with that. Tell the face and then it lands in the hair. Yeah, I don't know what's the deal with clients and they really, really want to come on your face. Like... I have done it, I think, three or four times, and it's always the same guy. But <laughs> Do you ever do any pain play? Uh, yes. Yeah, I have some clients that actually they don't want to have sex with me. They just want me to treat them like shit. <laughs> exactly. I love that. They want me to use them as a human chair. Um, they want me to walk on them with my high heels on. Do you ever get nervous, though, when, like, if they ever want you to, like, puncture their balls? <laughs> uh, you know, I was, so I've been doing this for four years. I'm not going to lie. Maybe I was nervous all the time during my first year. But now it's like, oh, okay, let's let's go. <laughs> right. You, you, you get, once you've written enough, you. Yeah, now it's like I'm very used to and I don't get shocked by fetishes anymore. Like, um, no, I don't think there is something that can shock me anymore when it comes to sets or kinks or fetishes. I had a guy in my OnlyFans DMs who, you know, people always ask for in-person experiences, which I don't do, but he wanted me, he wanted to be my human toilet. And he was showing me these chairs they make, like these fetish chairs where you literally lock and strap and like handcuff this guy's face underneath a toilet so that you can shit on them. Yeah. And I was like. And they, and you know, they eat it. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was, he was like, well, he said, well, this girl, he said, this girl in Florida does it for a hundred dollars. That's because she's this girl in Florida. That's one of my limits, like human toilets. Same. And honestly, I cannot do, not because, uh, not because I think it's gross. 
but because my body don't really allow me to like I can barely shit when I'm traveling <laughs> with my boyfriend and we have. Unless, to- are you are you like a at home shitter? Yes. I can barely cheat like that. Am I going to cheat in somebody's mouth? That will never happen. Too much stage fright. I'm over here like, give me the right price. (laughs) (laughs) I'll shit all day. (laughs) I had clients offer me like, uh, the last guy he offered me, what was it? 800 euro. Only to shit on his mouth and to wash it and to wash him eat it. And I was like, I, I was, I was really giving it a thought. And I even wrote him, like, give me two days to... <laughs> Let me think about this. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, I, I know that it, the more I will try my body, my natural sense, like, mm-hmm. it won't happen, really. No, it's it's interesting because, you know, I sell weird things on the internet, so I get weird requests all day, but there's always the 10% of them who find pleasure in me watching what they do with the weird items. And I'm like, look, you can't just email me when you get your toenails and show me pictures of you crunching on them. Like, I, A, I need to be prepared to that and fi- financially compensated before I see that because I'm not finding pleasure in that unless you're putting money in my bank account, bitch. Correct. Same, same, same. Yeah, like, I I think that's one of the problems of being an escort uh, because I still date in a normal daily basis. Like, I'm on Tinder, I'm on Bumble. I date sometimes for fun. Like, I'm a human being, you know? Yeah, um, queen. Yeah, and sometimes guys, they believe that I will just fuck them for free. They always believe that. How dare they? Yeah, and I'm like, um, dude, I have a fucking hot client paying me 500 euros, and you ugly ass bitch want to fuck me for free? No. Absolutely not. No, it's just how you said, like, the like I never liked the younger clients in the strip club because they were so entitled. Like, oh, they wouldn't tip. And they're like, well, I'm so hot. You should be enjoying this. I'm like, first of all, I like women. <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> Me not like <laughs> So I think they need to get that out of their fucking brain. Yeah, I think that's the problem. And, like, all my friends, they always, like, make fun of me and stuff because I always date, like, mature older guys. But older guys are not gonna ask me for shit, you know? Like, older guys, they know what's up. You don't have to mommy them around. You don't have to educate them from zero. They are already educated by other women already. I am not your mother. So when did you start OnlyFans? What inspired you to get on the website? I started uh, more than two years ago. And actually, I started, so the story goes like this. So I was actually married. I'm divorced. And during my last year of marriage, my ex-husband, he will um, give me any, I mean, he will say anything and do anything just not to fuck me. Like any excuse, you know, like I'm late for the gym and just ate, I'm full, my stomach, my stomach hurts. Any excuse just not to fuck. So after that, we decided to get separated. Uh, then I met a great guy, and then I asked him to please sign the divorce papers. During my marriage, I was start I was starting to do boudoir, but he and his fucking family took me to the fucking corner, like make me feel like the worst shit ever. So once these papers were signed and done, and I was moved out. I started doing boudoir more professional. I started knowing more photographers. And then I opened, I remember I had a Patreon. 
Patreon. Yeah, because I had so many photos and actually I was making good money on Patreon. Then I met this girl called Kelly here in Vienna. We did a photo shoot together and then she goes on and on about OnlyFans. And then she say, girl, you are missing money. You are losing money. Like she's like, sign. The worst thing that can happen, it's like you don't make money and you just stay on Patreon. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, and then I opened, first I opened my OnlyFans, the private one with subscription, and then it went very good. And then I opened a second OnlyFans account, which is just pay-per-view. And yes, so that's how I came to OnlyFans because of this girl. So I see that you also, I'm taking a quick scroll on your free page. Do you, you do film with other people as well? And how's that experience been for you? Yeah, I film with girls and guys. I like it. I am not going to lie. When I come back home after making a video, I watch the video and it does turn me on. <laughs> how, do you, how do you find the partners to do this with? I think that's the hardest thing to do one, when you have OnlyFans. Because first, guys, they want to take advantage of you because you have OnlyFans. They want to fuck, but they don't want to pay. So what I do is... I offer them a collaboration. I we fuck for free, and I get the video, and I get paid from OnlyFans. And you won't imagine, but many guys they say to me, "No way." <laughs> yeah, and other guys they say, and like half of the guys they say, "No way," and the other half they say, "Okay, but do I keep half of the money that are we gonna make?" And I said, uh, "It's my OnlyFans." If you want, you open your own OnlyFans. Yes. <laughs> exactly. No, that's how it works. And I've I've only collaborated with a few uh, women in this year, and it's been pretty easy. You just have to sign some paperwork, send it over, make sure you tag them. But whatever I'm making on my account is mine. And if again, if they want to share on theirs, they have all the rights as well. And we just make sure that we both approve the content, post it, and... And that's that. Yeah, but I think here in Vienna, yeah, I think the hardest thing is to find people to create the content with. People are very shy about it or they don't want to show their face, which I don't have problem with that. I have many videos where you cannot see the face of the guy because they just don't want to and I respect that. I actually found that find way easier to film with girls than with guys. Mm-hmm. So does your boyfriend help with shooting at all? No, he has never. Oh my Off God, no, he will die. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. Sometimes it's nice to keep something private. Yeah, uh, but not. he does watch my videos. Like he loves when I send him a video of myself, you know, or oh. like videos that I make with other girls. Like he loves that. Uh, but no, he will like never ever will get involved on OnlyFans is not like this guy doesn't have Facebook doesn't have Instagram doesn't have Twitter he barely has WhatsApp so you mentioned you created your private page and then you created the pay-per-view page and that is a piece of advice I always tell my beginners is you really have to consider having two pages and at the beginning it seems really overwhelming but you are missing on a whole you, you, boatload of income you are missing out i tell all my friends that they want to start on only fans i always tell them make two accounts one pay-per-view and one a private one because the people who doesn't want to pay them only they will pay a pay-per-view because maybe they only want to see one video but that video you can request it for 50 
dollars, you know? It's like saying there's the people who subscribe to Netflix and there's people who go to the movie theaters and pay $20 to see a movie, mm-hmm. right? Yes, just like that. Yes, yeah. How do you organize posting and how do you not drown and just being overwhelmed with like the consistent like posting and checking messages like do you have a routine how do you stay above water when it comes to that well um now i've been yeah now i've been more active recently on OnlyFans because i was dating this guy and we uh because we were dating he was very open to help me to create content so we've been creating content together the last weeks uh, so now I've been very active. I don't really have a schedule. I seen I was, I had a schedule and I was, OnlyFans was like a 24-7 job during the lockdown, during two years, because I will say it was my main income. So it was like, I will get up around midday, take a shower, do my makeup, have my morning coffee, select which outfits I was going to do, the TikToks and videos on OnlyFans. And once done, uh, edit the videos, then upload them. And now it's like, now it's very chill. Now it's when I make content, I upload it. It's okay. I don't feel like I'm drowning. On the pay-per-view, I had to change the messages to only people that tip me can send me a message because I felt that I was wasting way too much time answering just very stupid messages on the, on the, free, on the free page. And then I was like, no, I cannot keep wasting this amount of money just reading through this bullshit. Uh, So, yeah. Okay, there's a few questions that we still have from our sluts that I wanted to make sure we got to. One of them wraps back to the benefits that you get as a worker. They're interested. Is there a specific amount of hours you have to work or a consistency you have to keep in your schedule in order to maintain those benefits? Yes and no. So you don't have a limit of hours. Like you can work as many hours as you want, but then the more you work, the more tax you're going to pay. But benefits. So once you get, once you are by the police, inscribed and you have your health check every three weeks, you get the blue paper and a green paper. And in the green paper, they write down every three weeks that you're healthy and good to go. I was just curious if the banks there are okay with your sex worker money. Oh, yes. Yes. And that's advice. Oh, how nice. All of that. They are beyond three. It's just honestly, sex worker, they are making bank here in Vienna. And well, in Austria in general. Because like sometimes I have a very hot client. And then I ask, I ask these clients, why do you pay for an escort when you can just go on Tinder, find a nice girl and fuck her for free? And you won't believe the answer. All the guys, they have the same answer. Yes, it's because I don't have time for the date bullshit. I just want to fuck and go. I feel that. Relatable. I feel that. And all the clients, they tell me the same. They don't want to pick up the girl. They don't want to pay for dinner. They don't want to talk. To the girl, they just want to have somebody to fuck from time to time, and that's it. And that's why they pay escorts. <laughs> so we also had a slut ask if you feel like it being legal escort work affects the price point that you charge. So is it? do, do you feel like it increases the value? Do you feel like it's a little less risky, so maybe you lower prices every so often. How does it affect your price? That's the negative side of escort Indiana, is that 
prices as escort are very low comparing to the U.S. A normal price here in, uh, here in escort in Austria is 150 euro the hour, so around 140 dollars one hour. This money is without extras, extras like blowjob, kissing, licking, uh, BDSM or kinks or other stuff. All the sprinkles on top of the cupcake. Yeah, and I know in the U.S., because I do follow some sex workers from the U.S. on TikTok, I know these girls are making $3,000 an hour or maybe even more. And yeah, I think that would be the only negative side here in Austria. I think maximum, maybe you could charge $300, $300 per hour. And that is already a lot. But that's negative. But on the, on the bright side, we have, uh, we pay tax. We have health insurance. We have a pension. This is when you are too old to work and you retire. So you have a fund. It's just like a normal job. You have this, you know, when you work in a fabric for years and when you retire and then you get paid because you're too old to work. So we have that as well uh, as an escort. We have, ah, wait, most important, we have free therapy. Free therapy. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, like I have borderline personality disorder. I've been diagnosed now five years. I'm on medication. If I wouldn't be, if I wouldn't be an escort, I will have to pay 50 euros, $50 monthly only for medication. And that's without the $200 that I will need to pay only for therapy once a month. So that will be around $250, $300 a month, just like therapy session plus medicine. And me, because I'm a sex worker, I get this for free from the government. Yes. Yeah. Using the resources you have. Yes. So earlier, I feel like one of, one of the things you were saying it sounded like if you could give a, a new escort a tip, it would be to find a good agency yes. to start out with. What exactly would you say goes into that? What should escorts be looking for in an agency specifically to ensure they're finding one that's going to be mutually beneficial for them? Yeah, well, first, I prefer to work for a woman. If somebody's mm -hmm. gonna get paid money from my pussy, I prefer that money goes to another woman. <laughs> yes, like when I started escort, I didn't know, and I didn't know anybody who was doing escort in Vienna. Like, so I was very naive. So I fell into this, you know, trap. I found this agency, it was owned by a man. I started working for them. And imagine that they were taking way more than the half. I was keeping $60 and they were keeping $90. Uh -uh. And, but I was really naive, you know. I thought this was normal. Well, no. A year goes by and then I find that what they're doing is illegal. This man doesn't give a shit about his workers. And then I, I was so fucking pissed because, yeah. And after that, I told myself I will never work for a man ever again and now I work for two agencies both are owned by a by women I think because they are Austrian they are way more uh how to explain they were both sex workers before they just retire and they open their own agency I think that's important because then they know how's the work and that work sometimes can be very hard after seeing one client you might be very drained like emotionally physically 
and they get it, you know. How does one find the agency? Are you just using Google or? Google. I just literally, I went on Google one day after getting divorced. I wrote escort in Vienna, Austria. Gotcha. <laughs> the first agency that popped was one agency called Darling Vienna. And I click on it. I make an appointment with them. I went to their office. They have a very nice office with a photo shoot space and everything. They answer all my questions. It was a woman out at the office who was helping me. And for me, important was that because I was going to start, I asked her, but if I don't like it and I want to cancel the contract after one week, can I do it? And she said, yeah, you can stop anytime you want. So that for me is important that I am not under anybody's contract and that I decide when, what, and who, you know? Well, Marie, thank you for shedding light on what's happening there and how the law works and just your entire experience. I think it's so empowering and I admire the courage you have and the guts and just the strength after hearing your story. And is there anything you'd like to leave our sluts with some, a love note to give them and let us know where we can find you on all socials. Yes, so I would just like to say to all the girls that are thinking they should try, but they don't do, just to do it. Because the worst thing that can happen is nothing, and nothing doesn't really matter. And the best thing that can happen is that they make bank. So that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> Love it. So where can we find you on Instagram, OnlyFans, all the things? You guys can find me on Marie, Gerald, and then the down singy, I don't know how to say that in English. And then on OnlyFans, you guys can find me by Hirae of M and Hirae of M2. That's it. M-A-R-I-E-G-E-R-A-L underscore. Yeah. Got it. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. And we wish you all the future slutty success. Thank you so much. Can't wait to share this podcast with everybody. <laughs> yes. So grateful for having you. All right, sluts. It's the end of the show. So it's time to plug ourselves and pay some bills. So lube up. If you want to keep the show going and learn more about me and the team it takes to run this empire, you can check more out at professionalgoddess.com. My YouTubes, all my books, they're linked in the description of this episode. Want to send us love notes, have questions, or want to collab? Send us a message at management at professionalgoddess.com. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review, a unicorn has an orgasm. So keep the big O's coming. If you want to check out our socials, you can find the Slutrepreneur Podcast on Instagram. Connect with me on Insta at Miss Mothership and on TikTok at Rebecca Blue and at Weird Things I Sell. And connect with me on Insta at Strictly Biz Liz and Mostly Biz Liz on TikTok. We also have an X-rated Discord chat to connect with other sluts in the industry. DM us at Sluttrepreneur on Insta to get the invite link. Lastly, if you want to get all up inside me, follow my free OnlyFans at Rebecca Blue and my explicit page at Rebecca Rabbit. Thanks for listening. We love you so much. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, refuse to be anything but successful. So go make that money, honey. We'll see you next time, queens. Bye. Bye.